Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. All right, now I have the privilege of introducing my husband and leader, Mr. Jesse. <laughs> Mr. Jesse. Ooh, she kissed me in front of people. That's a, this is a day of breakthrough. It's awesome. Love you, babe. It's awesome to have you in here. We miss, miss having you in here. I know you're back there rocking it with the kids, though. How many of you guys are appreciate our children's ministry? Man. It's amazing. Laura, Laura talking about wanting to see these people set on fire, and there's already a fire lit on those kids. It's awesome. Hearing testimonies of Jesus encountering those guys and having visions and just in hearts changing. Come on. Re- revival is not just for adults. Amen? You guys have probably heard the statement, there's no such thing as a junior Holy Spirit, right? Come on. <laughs> you guys doing all right this morning? What's that? Come on. Yeah, we're, we're raising these kids in the ways of the Lord. Um, how, how many of you guys feel like you got impacted by daylight savings time? So let's see. Come on. Let's see your hands. Let's see your hands. <laughs> well, I, uh, in a minute, we're going we're gonna to stir ourselves up. We bless you, my sister. <laughs> I'm going to ask you if you can if you can listen for a little bit. All right, we're going to I'm going to bless you guys this morning. All right, thank you. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, before before I get into into my message, um, I, I wanted to let you guys know that um, with the situations going on in Ukraine and and there's a lot of people who are uh, there, there's a lot of need for relief for people who who are having to. Uh, I'm, I'm at a loss for the words, but help, somebody help me. What do you call it when you're leaving re- evacuations and refugees, all that? Um, but if anybody has a heart to, to be able to sow financial seed into helping with the relief of that, I'm not going to take an offering this morning, but I, I wanted to let you know that our spiritual covering, Bethel Church, um, they have a ministry or a team that they've developed called Global Response, and they're actually going over there. They're sending a team over there to help with this. And so, yeah, praise God for that. Yep. And so if anybody, yeah, thank you for honoring that. That's awesome. If anybody um, does desire to donate to that, Bethel website has a link on it that you can give to that. And it'll go towards the needs of that. And later today, if Jessica has the, the time to help me with this, I'm going to on our website, overflowindy.com, I'm going to post, or I'm going to, I'm going to create a link on there that will take you right to the Bethel link, so just to make it easier for you to give to that, all right? You guys, uh, you guys glad that, that that's an option? Yep. All right, cool. Um, I'm trying to think of what I want to do before I dive into my message. I know one thing I want to do. I, I want to, I want to shift the atmosphere, and, uh, I don't know if you, like, I was kind of jokingly asking, like, did the daylight savings time impact you? I don't know if it did or not, but I, I know one thing. 
I want to I want to get in sync with what God's doing right here in the moment. And uh, I want to ask you guys if you're able to stand with me for a minute and we're going to stir our spirit man up. All right. Because I, 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 I don't know if, if anybody's feeling lethargic in any ways or not, but uh, I want to I just want to shift the atmosphere. I want to shift it in our own spirit man first. And then we're and through that, we're going to shift it in this room. And how many of you guys are blessed by, by our worship this morning? Yeah, amen. And we just want to go to the next level in the spirit right now. So if you have a prayer language, we're going to take a moment and pray in the spirit. And if you don't have a prayer language, just start asking the Holy Spirit just to ignite your spirit with fire. All right, just ask the Holy Spirit to come and stir your spirit man up and to flow in the, in the Holy Spirit. So can you guys join me? We're going we're gonna to put volume in our voices while we do this. We're going to do this with authority, with boldness, and strength. And I'm going to start us, and you guys just start joining me, all right? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes I like to put my hands on my belly or on my heart while I'm praying in the Spirit just to stir up the Spirit man. Why don't you just stir up your Spirit man right now? Just let the Holy Spirit flow and fill you fresh right now. Keep going a little bit longer. Hey, Shanana, Kalola Moshalamo. Hey, Mama Lolo Covet in a Mashatala, la Mama Kayalo Koshatala, Yelokotea. Hallelujah. Shanna Lamara, Bashatala Mokasataya. How many of you guys are thankful for what Steve Backlin and his team brought last weekend? Let's give God a thanks for that gift. Hallelujah. The Lord brought us something through them, and, and I felt like there was an upgrade for us, and I felt like there was a momentum increase, and I don't want us to, I don't want us to wane with that. I want us to press into that and, and let it go farther. How many of you guys know that God wants to increase momentum in the Spirit right here in Overflow Church? Amen? Well, let's do it again. Let's pray again. <laughs> I'm not here to entertain or anything like that. I want us to get the spirit moving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. You're here. You're here. I, I'm gonna, I want you to pray while I'm talking. Keep praying and keep stirring your spirit. But listen to me while you're doing it. We've been having the, the altar prayer times on Fridays at 2 to 4. And I, I want to say that every week that I've been coming in here and, and just praying in the Spirit, I'm feeling an increase of His manifest presence in this place. I don't want us to miss what God's doing in our presence. 
He's here, and, and if we would miss him, it's not because he's not here, it's because we're, we're not looking. Lord, I ask you to open our spirit eyes right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I ask you to fan the flame of the Holy Ghost inside of us right now in the name of Jesus. This is no time to pull back or sit back. It's time to press in. Because we've got to lay hold of the things that God has. He's bringing His kingdom into our midst. And it's the, it's the people who have faith to pull on it that's making it flow and move in our midst. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't you reach over and put your hand on the shoulder of someone near you and just start praying in the Spirit over them. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we ask you to flow like rivers of living water. Hallelujah. Flow like rivers of living water, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let him fill you right now. Thank you, Lord. Wow, thank you, Lord. Flow, Holy Spirit. Flow, Holy Spirit. Flow, Holy Spirit. Alright, keep going. It's starting to it's starting to get thinner in here. The atmosphere is starting to thin up, which is good. Hallelujah. The water level is coming up. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 The goal is not to have a formal service. The goal is to be in His presence together. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. When this presence come, the burdens lift and flow off. Thank you, Lord. He starts to lighten the load. Thank you, Lord. Lighten the loads, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, I ask you to just to fall on every person in here right now. Stir up their spirits, Lord. Fill them with your supernatural peace that guards the hearts and the minds, Lord. Hallelujah. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, we just, we just declare open heavens over us right now. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you'll let, the, let heaven fill this place, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> Thank you, God. 
Thank you, God. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Making the way for Jesus Christ to come. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You love to be in the midst of your people. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. You love to be in the midst of your people. Lord, you come in with grace and mercy. Thank you, God. Grace and mercy. Not with a scrutinizing eye. Ha. With grace and mercy and righteousness, Lord. Freely given. Lord, you're not looking for fault. You're looking for faith. Hallelujah. Does he see faith right now in the room? Does he see faith in the room right now? Hallelujah. Yeah, if you, if you could just join me and repeat a prayer with me if your heart agrees with these words. Jesus, we want you. We want more of you. We open our hearts to you. We set our faith on you. We believe you want to be with us. We believe you are with us because you like us. You love us. You want to fill us. And I want you to fill us. I don't want to be a barrier to you. <laughs> Show me any barriers I may have. And I will surrender them to you. Flood me with your presence. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Shaka. I don't know if I want to quit doing this, but once you guys be seated. Thank you, Lord. I, I want to encourage people that if you if you came to the any of the meetings with Steve Backlund and his team last weekend. Um, I, I want to hear from you, not right now, but I want to hear from you if you have any testimonies of anything God did in your heart. And, and if you can even share them on our Facebook overflow, Facebook page, like share them because we want to celebrate with you and we want to know what God's been doing. Amen. You guys know that sharing testimonies is a way to glorify God. Did you also know it's a way to stir faith for God to escalate what he's doing? Come on. <laughs> you know what? We are awake and fully charged in the Holy Ghost. Sometimes I'm calling things that are not as though they are. Amen? I've been doing a, I've been doing a series called Victorious Warfare. How many of you guys know that that there are ways to do spiritual warfare that are victorious. Huh? How many of you know that there might be ways to do sp uh, spiritual warfare that's not so victorious? I, I'd rather do the victorious kind. And two weeks ago, my last message uh, was called Focus on What You Want to Empower. All right? 
Focus on what you want to empower because what you meditate on, what you dwell on, you're actually giving it the power and the rights to bring its influence and its strength into your life. All right? So we get to choose where we want to empower. And I, I want to empower the kingdom of God. I want, I, want to, I want to behold Jesus. I want to set my mind on the things above, not the things of this earth. Amen? Amen. You guys are going to have to, you're going to, have to work with me today. Yeah. And today, um, my, my message today is called Solutions Focused Warfare. Solutions Focused Warfare. All right. Back when I was in Bible college um, in the mid 90s, I went to a, an awesome Bible college and learned a lot about the Holy Ghost and the gifts of the Spirit. And I had a, a teacher who he was one of the most amazing theology teachers on the blood covenant and just on the kingdom of God. It was amazing. And he, he took a, a few sessions um, actually to talk to us about, um, about the spirit realm. And he talked about um, demons and how demons function and how they get the rights in people's lives by agreements people make or unconfessed sins or whatever. And he actually talked about different times when the Holy Spirit opened his eyes to the spirit realm and he saw demons. And it was like the Lord was showing him um, what was going on so he could know how to address the situation. And as a matter of fact, I'm not going to go into too much of this, but I specifically remember um, one of his stories was about in the spirit seeing a demon that, that looked like a, a woman's body with a snake body connected to it and it's slithering down the hallway. And, and I, I don't, I don't want to go into any more of it, but he had a dialogue with this demon. And uh, I, I don't, uh, for some reason, I found myself fascinated with these things. And, and I started like really wanting to become what some people call a, a demonologist. Let's just laugh at that. <laughs> a demonologist. I wanted to become a demonologist for Jesus. And I was reading books about things like this. And I, I remember I had this one book that was, the whole book was about somebody who started having these encounters in the spirit where he would start coming out of his spirit or out of his body and he would see angels, but he'd also see demons. And the Lord was like telling him the names of the demons and what their functions were and all this kind of stuff. And so the, 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 the whole book was really about demons and, uh, and just kind of giving an enlightenment to the realm that your natural eye can't see, all right? And so I was, I was super fascinated in that. If you wouldn't mind um, being or listening instead of commenting, I would really appreciate that, ma'am. Okay? Thank you very much. Can you, can you listen quietly for a little bit, please? I appreciate that. We bless you, okay? So glad you're here. Thank you. No, thanks. But uh, anyway, I, I just found myself in that, in that season of my life really fascinated with demons in that realm. And, and I was studying about false religions because and, and, uh, I, I wanted to be a man who God would send to tear down strongholds. I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. I wanted to go tear down strongholds and set people free, set regions free. But, uh, but a couple of weeks ago, I was sharing with you how I was so focused on the demonic realm and I, I got corrected by that at Bethel. My, one of my first months of being at Bethel, somebody gently corrected me. 
and I shared the story with you. She had a prophetic word for me that she saw me go into places where there were powerful demonic strongholds in places and I would go and I would I'd do worship and just start releasing the presence of the Lord and, and strongholds would fall in regions. That's awesome. And I got really excited about it and, and I, I actually responded to her and I said that makes so much sense to me because I, I feel like I'm called to do that. As a matter of fact, I feel like God was calling us to go to Japan and do that. I, I, we, I already had a, a sense of a calling to Japan at that time, but um, when I lived in Hawaii previous to this, I actually learned that someone, some, some spiritual warfare guru <laughs> had actually said that uh, through their studies and their research and prayer, they realized that what he would call the, the throne of Satan was located in Kyoto, Japan. I, I don't know how I got that, but when I learned that, I was like, that's amazing. I want to go to Kyoto, Japan and bring down strongholds. All right. So when I'm at Bethel and this girl's tell me this and I, I start sharing her with that and she's like, oh, yeah, that's not that's that's not the approach that we're actually trying to encourage here at Bethel. And and she was talking about how how when, when people get focused on the devil instead of on the kingdom of God, the, the focus actually is is going to the wrong place. And sometimes people are opening themselves up to a realm where there's, there, things can flow in that you never wanted because you, you lifted your eyes off of Jesus onto what the problem is, all right? And she was even talking about how there are people that they knew who'd, who'd done a lot of spiritual warfare and intercession and stuff who ended up getting curses in their lives. And, and like, bad things started happening. People started having stillborn births and and people got cancer and just different things because they were so focused on that realm but but she was like saying what i really believe the lord's saying is it's not about the demons it's about you going to the places that are oppressed and bringing heaven bringing god's presence into that place he disarms that stuff we bring his presence all right and so that began a journey of shifting perspectives in me. And, and the Lord started t- completely disassembling all the things that I was pursuing. And I, I got rid of a few books that were focused on, on ministering to people in the occult and stuff like that. I just felt led to. I'm not saying that everybody needs to do that, but I felt led to. And you, some of you probably have heard this before, but I've learned that, uh, that when bankers get trained on how to manage their money, how to handle the money, and they've got to know when a counterfeit bill's coming in, they don't train them by trying to teach them all the different counterfeit bills because you could learn all of them, and next week there's about 50 more kinds of counterfeit bills. There's no way to keep up with it. So instead of focusing on, on, a, on the problem that's bigger than you'll ever be able to wrap your head around, focus on the real thing. So they have them actually study the bills, every single bill. They study them like a, for a long time. They've got to feel them, and they've got to inspect every detail, and they've got to know that bill intimately, okay, the real thing, so that they know it so well that when something comes across their hands or their eyes, and it's not the real thing, they will have known the real thing so well that they'll be able to detect something that made it different than the real thing. And it's, a, it's false, right? It's, it looks real. 
It can deceive and pass, but it's not the real thing. So the, the, salute, the, the moral to that is learning and knowing the real. And when the false comes across your path, then you'll understand it and you can deal with it. Okay? And I, I also want to say, like, like, as much as I was focused on demons and everything, like, here, here's, a, here's a fact, okay? I'll bet every single one of us have had some kind of demonic influence in our life at some point in some way or another. Okay? Ooh. Let Lord open our eyes so we can see where all the demons are. What do we do with them all? Well, you could, you could ask for that. <laughs> you could ask for that. I, I recommend you don't, or you're going to probably freak out. How many of you guys know that Jesus knows all of it, and he hasn't batted an eye on it? Okay, Because Jesus is not focused on those problems in your life. He's not even focused on if there's any demons trying to do their thing. That's not his focal point. His focal point is your heart and his redemption and the, the finished work of the cross of Jesus Christ being fully activated in your life because he knows that when you experience the power of Jesus Christ and his, his cross, burial, and resurrection, and it explodes in your life, that he knows that stuff loses all its power in you. <laughs> we bless you. Seriously, bless you. Um, we, amen. Amen. Bless you guys. So, so anyway, the, 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 the Lord, Jesus is not focused on the problems. He's focused on the solution. And the solution is Jesus being fully activated in your life. He will eliminate bondage. Okay? He will eliminate the broken heart that, that, that was the magnetization for those things coming, right? He's not trying just to, he's not just trying to go around and flick demons off. All right? He, he's trying to heal hearts, and then the demons lose their access points. All right? Isn't that good? And, and Jesus, of all people, had the audacity to say this. You will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Come on. I'm going to say that again. I want you to engage with this, all right, with your spirit, man. You will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. All right? He didn't say you're going to find out where every demon is and then you can rebuke it and bind it and then you get free. He said you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. All right? Freedom is the byproduct of truth being activated in you. It happens. It, it, it happens automatically. And I, I would dare to say that you are as free as you believe that you're free. You guys alert? Yeah. Amen. On Friday night, I got, a, I got to go to my friend Tony Costa's leader meeting. Um, I told you last week that, that he has a, a guy from Pakistan in town. Um, they, they had a meeting last night, and he's at their church this morning. And, uh, but Friday night, I got to have uh, time with Tony's leader meeting with, da with Danish. 
and he shared with us about the amazing ministry that he has going on in Pakistan, and they are reaching countless thousands of people, and they're getting people saved and set free, and, and, and like when people in a Muslim country give their life to Jesus, they know that they're, that they're saying no to Islam, all right? They know that. And they know that if they say yes to Jesus, they may be yielding their lives to persecution, possibly martyrdom. But, the, but, they, but they're loving Jesus so much that he's setting them free from the bondage of their religion. Amen? So, so Danish was sharing with me, or sharing with us, that when they're preaching to their people, we bless you, sister. Bless you, sister. Thank you so much for coming today. Thank you, guys. Bless you, sister. I think she must have misunderstood something I said. Lord, we ask you to bless her in the name of Jesus. <laughs> we bless her, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, I, I ask you to reveal your love to her and your truth to her, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right. Thank you, guys. Can you guys actually just pray, point your hands towards her, and let's just release a blessing on her right now? We bless her, Lord, in Jesus' name. God, I, I pray that you'll, you'll just give her revelation of you, soundness of mind, Lord. Show her your love. Encounter her, Lord. <laughs> Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. You guys say amen? amen? Amen. All right. All right. So Danish, all right. Pakistan, they're doing a magnificent ministry in Pakistan. But what he was sharing with us is that when they're, when they're preaching the truth of the gospel, that they, uh, they don't actually preach against the other religions. All right. Now, one reason is because if they did, that would put a mark on their head. Okay. But they actually have found, this is what he said, we, we do not preach against other religions. He said, God is so big that we don't have time to focus on the bad stuff. All right? God's so big, we don't have time to focus on the bad stuff. So they're actually, they're imparting to people the, the goodness of God and, and, the, and the power and the freedom and the truth of Jesus Christ. And Jesus is doing the work of setting them free from the bondage of the false religions. Come on. That's awesome. And I, I, I think of times at Bethel Church where there, there's, there's such a presence of God in the place and everybody's there to get in His presence and to encounter God in His glory. And people, there, there are times when witches would come into the room or, or New Agers or whatever. And often they're, they're actually on an assignment to try to disrupt things. Okay? 
We've never seen that before. But, but we, we, they, they were on an assignment to disrupt things and to release things into the environment to create confusion or chaos or spiritual warfare or whatever. But instead of them stopping the service and just trying to attack that thing, like re-attack it, they just keep going after God. Just keep going after God. I want to be a kind of a person that's going to keep going after God no matter what tries to Inner, what tries to distract us from what we're going after. Amen? And, and sometimes the, when in the presence of the Lord, God actually consumes those people, and sometimes it either causes them to leave because they get uncomfortable, or, or sometimes it, it actually, they're drawn because they're realizing there's power on this that's better than the one I'm working with. And it draws them in, and they get saved and set free. Isn't that crazy? It's awesome, right? It's awesome crazy. Okay? And so we don't want to focus on the problems. We want to focus on the solutions. All right? So um, I, I've seen often and have experienced this as well, and I'm sure some of you have too, that, that people who are carrying bondages in their lives, and they come and then they have an encounter with the Lord, and in a moment, in the presence of the Lord and His radical, unconditional love for them, all that stuff shakes off of them. And, and just in a moment, they're, they're in the freedom of the Holy Spirit, and that stuff falls off, and they got set free. Hallelujah. Would you guys dream with me of us being a people who carry His presence so strong that when people come into the environment, things shake. And that the Lord moves and they have to make a decision. I either need to get out of this or I need to come into it and the Lord will encounter me and make me free. Amen? <laughs> I want to give us a reminder that, that you and I in Christ were seated in the heavenly places. We're seated in the heavenly places. Okay? I have to just take a second and give you a, a commercial break. Just how funny it feels that there's like all these empty seats and then there's like more people back there and I'm like, man, do I stink or what? <laughs> I, 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 you can sit wherever you want because you're free and responsible and we empower you, but I like close and family, so do what you want with that. Yeah, thank you, buddy. I love this guy. Thank you. All right, back, commercial break's over. Didn't seem like it, was, it really had any effect except for one guy. I got one bid right here. Good job. All right, we're seated in the heavenly places, and we need to continue to remind ourselves of this reality. In Christ Jesus, your spirit man is in him, and he's seated at the right hand of the Father, it says in Ephesians okay, 1 and 2. He's, he's, been, he's been lifted above every principality and power and dominion on this earth. Every demonic hordes of hell that, that try to run culture and, and governments and, and people groups and all this stuff. Like he's been lifted above all that and it's all under his feet. And his body is the church. So it's you guys. And he's the head. So that means that under our feet are the principalities and powers and dominions, okay? 
And, we're, and it says that we've been raised with Christ and we've been seated at the right hand of the Father in Christ Jesus in heavenly places. Hallelujah! 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 You're seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah! I'm not trying to do rituals right now. I'm trying to engage our faith right now. Okay? And, and so we are not, we're, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. We, God put us here for a reason. Okay? He put us here for a reason. We're in a world, but this is not our home, and it's not the spirit that we're driven from. We live from a different kingdom that's superior to everything that's going on in this world. All right? So, so our Christian lives are supposed to be grounded in a superior kingdom. And when we live in this world, we're actually living from heaven to earth. <laughs> are you guys all right? I, I have no idea if the Holy Spirit's going to convict me later for how I handled things a minute ago, but we're doing our best. Amen? Doing our best. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Re recently, um, recently I, I was preaching to you guys about the, the crazy, powerful revival that happened in Ephesus in the book of Acts. I think it's chapter 19. And how Paul and his team went to Ephesus and man, the Holy Spirit ripped it up in a good way. And it says that they started performing signs and wonders that, that were unusual, which means they were used to walking in signs and wonders. And he just did it to a whole nother level. And he started doing things they've never seen before. And Paul had an anointing in his life that was protruding out of him so powerfully that it was soaking into fabric and they could take the fabric that was drenched in glorious dunamis power anointing and and just the tangibility of a thing that wasn't even the man himself they took it it was so powerful it, it, it radiated off that and people's bodies got healed and and even demonic spirits were delivered out of bodies in the presence of cloth. That's crazy. It's crazy. And, and it says that, the, the, I'm not going to go into the whole story, I already did, but the revival broke out and people started running in droves into repentance of their sins. And, and in that culture, the magic arts was a real dominant thing in that day and they worshiped false gods and they brought their magic books their cult books and they threw them in the middle of the street and it piled up so big that it was like millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of books and they lit it on fire in repentance to the lord and god blew the place out with revival it's crazy and it said the word just continued to spread in that region whoa and demons, you know, being delivered. And, and, but, but what you don't see in that story is Paul going to this place where all the false gods and magic arts are and lifting his eyes to the sky and saying, I rebuke every demon spirit that's oppressing this place. I'm not saying that he didn't, but I don't think he did or probably would have said it. 
Because that would have seemed to be an instrumental piece of information in the story, right? But, but what it does say is that he brought the kingdom of God and he preached the kingdom everywhere he went. Okay? And so Paul's uh, his mission was to bring the kingdom of God everywhere he went. And so he, he's bringing it, and God's moving, and great things are happening. And in, as a byproduct, principalities are crumbling. And revival's breaking out. Hallelujah. God's good. <laughs> and we need to be a people like Paul in that, in that way, that, that, we're, that we're living our lives on a mission to bring the kingdom of God everywhere we go. And we need to be solutions focused instead of problems focused I don't, I don't want to just go around and find out what's wrong so we can just pray against the problem all the time God, God actually he, he paid the price Jesus did on the cross and he finished everything he said and he supplied all the riches of heaven to us according to his riches and glory he provides these things for us okay and and Jesus taught us how to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Let your kingdom come and let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so Jesus actually gave us the authority and the permission and the power to, to see in the world around us what's not matching up to heaven. It doesn't mean we don't, we don't recognize the problems. But we just don't, we don't stay there. I want to recognize the problem, and then I want to quickly find out what God's solution is. And I want to believe that Jesus has already created the solution. It already exists. It already exists. And He's waiting for us to know that we're kingdom carriers. He's waiting for us to know that, that as we tread this earth, we're doing it in the authority of the kingdom of heaven under our King Jesus. Amen? And, that, and that as we're seated in heavenly places and we're walking this earth, we're actually releasing into the earth the atmosphere and the provisions of heaven where it's lacking on this earth. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, and I, I think that we need to carry the attitude of Nehemiah when God put a mission in his heart to restore the walls around Jerusalem, to rebuild the walls that have been broken down by enemy armies over the years. And, it, and it, in chapter 6 of Nehemiah, it talks about how Sambalat and Tobiah and Geshem the Arab and the rest of their enemies, they heard that they rebuilt the wall and that there were no breaks left in it. And, and it says that Sambalat and Geshem sent me saying, it sent the, this messenger saying, Come, let us meet together among the villages and the plain of Ono. But they thought to do me harm, all right? They thought to do me harm. So he knew that he was on his assignment, what God needed to build on the earth, right? Heaven's assignment. I'm going to build this wall because that's what God called me to do. Now the enemy is trying to come and he's trying to distract me off of my assignment and to get me to think about harm that might come to me all right how many of you know that the enemy wants to bring harm to anybody who's trying to build the kingdom of god do you know why because he's scared to death of what you're about to accomplish for jesus okay 
He's scared to death. If he can get you to do anything to stop doing that thing, he knows that he's got a standing chance. But if he knows that he can't stop you no matter what, he's going to get crushed as you stay focused on the thing that God's given you to do. All right? So they're, they're, trying to, they're actually trying to deceive him. Come and let's talk outside the village, or out of the village and, and we're just going to reason together. But he knows they're actually wanting to harm him, okay? And so what's his response? I sent, I sent messengers to them saying, I am doing a great work. Everybody say, I am doing a great work. I am doing a great work. When you are living the kingdom of God, and you're do- you don't have to repeat that. <laughs> Thank you. That's amazing. When you're doing what God has given you to do and, you're, and you're, you're, you're living that union with Jesus Christ and that you are co-laboring with him to bring his kingdom into this earth, then you're doing a great work. Come on. Now, if you're doing your own thing that's not what he's doing, then it might be a decent work, all right? <laughs> but, but when we're doing what he's doing, I'm doing a great work. And he said, I'm doing a great work so that I cannot come down. He's saying that to people who want to kill him. These guys have it out for him, and he's like, he knows, like they have their people, and they want to come and kill him. He's like, ah, I don't have time. You guys, you guys may be building up an army against me. I don't have time to worry about that I might die because of you. I don't have time to worry about if you're strategizing any way you can to get me to stop the thing that you've called me to do. All right? I don't have time because I'm doing a great work. I'm doing a great work, and I'm not going to let you come and distract me, enemy. You hear me? He said, why should the work cease while I leave it and go down to you? We, We don't have time, guys to get distracted off of the things that the enemy is trying to do in our midst or to try to come against you. You don't have time for it. you got greater things to do. Paul had greater things to do. He brought revival to a region. He didn't have to get, and he actually had a whole bunch of people protesting him who hated what he was doing. I don't have time. i got to preach the word. i gotta, I got to heal the sick i got to get people delivered so they can experience the fullness of Jesus Christ. Come on. I'm not saying there's not times when you need to address the devil. Yes, if he, if he brings a resistance, take a moment and crush him. But don't put all your time on it. Because that's not, that's not the solution. That's the problem. All right? Because... Nehemiah had everybody building that wall eventually with a hammer in one hand and a sword in the other. I'm going to keep working, and I'm going to keep working, and this is my mission. And I'm not going to go out there and try to find battles. I'm going to focus on this, but if the battle tries to come and stop me, I'm going to cut a head off. (laughs) And I'm getting right back to building that, that wall. You guys doing all right? I read a post by a guy named Cal Pierce recently. Um, he started the, the healing rooms in Spokane, Washington, which is an amazing ministry. They see, they probably have countless miracles that they talk about. And, and he, he came out of Bethel, but um, he, he restarted the ministry that John G. Lake did and 
Spokane, Washington, Cal Pierce. And, it's, he's, and I, that guy's laid his hands on me, and I want to tell you, it felt like a ton of bricks fell on me when he, when he prayed for me. I'm not lying. <laughs> he posted this. He said, the more you focus on your God, the smaller your Goliath gets. It's a good word. You guys know the story of David and Goliath. And 1 Samuel 17, verse 45 through 47, David said to Goliath, he said, you come to me with a sword, with a spear, with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Everybody said the battle is the Lord's. It's not yours. It's the Lord's. All right? And I, wanna, I just want to tell you that I think that David's one of my heroes in the Bible. And da- David, his mission was not to kill enemies, okay? Even though that's what he did a lot of. His mission was not to kill enemies. His mission was to clear the path of anything that defies the mission that God was to bring his kingdom into that place. And he, the Lord actually raised him up as a warrior to, to go after the Philistines and every enemy of the Lord to clear the land. But it wasn't so he could fight enemies. It was because he was, he was crushing anything that defied the work of the Lord in the land. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm pressing through right now. So I want, to, I want to talk to you about some problems and some solutions, all right? The problem was the Philistines were defying God and defying God's people. That was the problem, all right? The, the Philistines were blocking them from the promised land. That was the problem. And, and then another problem was that the, all the armies of the Lord, all the men in the armies were scared of an enemy that God said you will crush. That's a problem. Okay? But David didn't focus on the problem. He focused on the solution. And the solution is the name of the living God. And that the battle is the Lord's. Hallelujah. I'm trying to discern the the climate in here right now. What's that? All is well, thank you. Okay, the solution, the, the, he, he didn't focus on the problem, which was Goliath and a bunch of people who were taunting them. David was looking past this thing that was staring him in the face. And on the other side of that, he saw great victory. And he saw that God's going to come in and he's going to smash the enemies and he's going to create a place where they can establish a people in a land that's flowing with milk and honey. 
That was what the solution was. That was what God sent him there for, was to pave the way, to create the way for God to come in and do what he was going to do. Okay? Hallelujah. <laughs> you guys doing all right? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, let's let's just pray for that real quick. Lord, I don't know what's going on in that lady's life, God, but I know you love her. I know you love her, Lord. And you did bring her here. And we ask you that you will that you will rescue her, Lord, Where, wherever that need is, God, that you will rescue her and that you'll bring to her freedom, Lord, freedom, freedom and healing, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. In Jesus name, Lord. Amen. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. Yes, God. Yes, God. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we focus on the solutions and not the problems in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Man, I, I could just keep going on, and I, Lord, we want to do what you're doing right now. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I, something I wanted to end with and um, 
far, where I'm far from the pathway to get to the end that I wanted to get to. <laughs> it's fine. I, I, what I wanted to do, and I, I, I'm going to have us actually do it, and we're just going to, uh, maybe I'll get to that stuff later, we'll see, but um, why don't you guys stand with me if you're able, and what I want to do is, I want you to ask the Lord right now, like, what, what is, what is a problem that it seems like the enemy would want to try to keep you or our church or, or just in general, like, things that, um, that he would try to do to resist people from moving into their fullness. Like, that's the problem, right? The resistance that he's trying to bring against people, that's the problem. What's the solution? What is, what is the solution? What's the thing that Jesus has promised in his word? All right, I want to give you guys a couple of examples. <clears throat> um light the light dispels the darkness right and so darkness is a problem when, when people are in darkness the darkness is the problem do, do we focus on rebuking the darkness or what's the solution you turn on the light right you 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 bring light into the darkness that fixes the problem okay light dispels darkness okay when, when there's sickness like, the, the problem is that the, the sickness is the problem. And let me tell you that the deeper problem than just the sickness itself is that God's loved one is suffering. And he doesn't want his loved one suffering. It hinders them. Okay? So God actually has compassion. Okay? So what's the solution? Well, it's love. It's God's love. It's his presence. It's his power to come to bring healing where the broken, where the sickness is, okay? So instead of focusing on the sickness, Lord, I want to just talk all about the cancer that needs to be healed, or, and, and just uh, l- let me hear all the history of how you got it and, and the, everything about it. Well, let's not focus on that. Like, uh, th- that's fine. God knows the history. I don't need to put all my attention on that. I want to put my attention on Jesus, on his presence on the encounter, and let them encounter love, and then let the healing come through the encounter. Amen? You guys all right? I hope so, (laughs) because together we have to to work through all this stuff. All right? John 10.10, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's a problem. All right? Do we need to focus on the thief, or do we want to focus on the solution because a solution is I have come, come to give you life and life more abundantly. I'd rather focus on Jesus and let him take care of the problem, okay? You guys hear me? So we, we walk by faith, not by sight. What's the problem? Well, pretty much everything you see around you. That, there's probably a problem, okay? But what's the solution? Walk by faith. Put your eyes on Jesus, on the thing that you need him to come into, all right? You got, you got, here, here's a problem. Gas is $4.25 a gallon. That's a problem, all right? But is that the biggest problem? The bigger problem than that is the fear of lack, that, that you're not going to be able to make it because inflation's going up. 
But where's the solution? The solution is that God is your father. He's a good daddy. His name's Jehovah Jireh. The Lord God is your provider. The solution is that God has all the kingdom in his hands and he'll release it to you. And guess what? God's, uh, God is, uh, he's not, his provisions are not contingent to the stock market. All right? He's of a kingdom of a whole different economy. And, and he can send you ravens. He can send you kids with lunchboxes of fish and bread. He can send you a fish with a gold nugget in its mouth. Okay? What I'm trying to say is God knows what your problem is, but he wants you to lift it up to him and not, not enter into fear. All right? So, so you kind of get the idea, I think. You get the idea. I want us to take a moment and start declaring solutions to problems right now. And I want you just to start doing it out loud. Just start declaring them out. And you can, you can agree. if you hear somebody else say it, you can say amen on that. But I'm just going to make this chaotic right now and just let you just start doing it. Instead of, I was going to have you guys come up in a microphone. We're not doing that right now. Just start declaring solutions. Come on. Amen. Amen. Come on, shout them out. You are truth. Amen. Come on. Come on. Ha. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Ask the Lord. Ask the Lord to show you what His promises are that you can declare out of your mouth. The declaration actually releases the authority of it. Yeah, just, just shout some out. Come on. Amen. Amen. You, you, guys are, you guys are champions. You can do this. Come on. Shout them out. I want to hear them. I want to hear them. Amen. Yes, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Yes, God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Come on. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Ha -ha. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> hey, thank you, Lord. Yeah, and if, if, you, if you think you have something you want to declare, but you don't know the scripture, that's fine. Just speak this truth of it. It's, you don't have to do it just like the verse. I feel like there's some people who know you need to, who maybe you're holding back. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> he who promises faithful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen. Come on. <laughs> Yeah. Come on. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Lord. <coughs> There's power. Yeah, you do that. Amen. Yes. Thank you, Lord. There's power in these declarations, and there's more being released than you know. Power of life and death is in the tongue, and you, you, when you speak his word, you're releasing power into the spirit realm, and, and, and faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. So... We, we don't just want to read it, and we don't want to just listen to somebody else say it, but we also need to speak it ourselves. And you're, you're, you're 
speaking it and you're releasing things and you're also hearing it and it's making your spirit man rise in more faith and so it puts your agreement on it and there's just power in it and so as we're doing this together a communal declaration like this it is stirring it up in our own in each other's hearts and this is powerful it's more powerful than it might even feel in the moment but it shifts beliefs it shifts atmospheres it's releasing promises it's actually it's actually releasing prophetic utterances through the scriptures and the truths that you guys are saying. So it's making things happen in the spirit realm. Amen? It's good stuff. So why don't you guys uh, repeat a couple of things after me. I'm seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's my true reality. He put me on this earth. But this earth is not my Lord. Jesus is my Lord. He put his word in my mouth. And as I declare his word in this world, I'm releasing the kingdom truths into this world. And my declarations are powerful. And they shift atmospheres. They shift belief systems, and they usher in kingdom manifestation, and we are on the brink of revival, and we're going to see great things come, and I want to be on the front lines, so I position myself for this, in my beliefs, in my desire, in my surrender, in my actions, and in my commitment to one another. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me, let me pray for you guys real quick, and then we're going to dismiss. This was a, an unusual church service. Jesus, you are good. <laughs> you are good, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, God. We bless you, God. You are good. God, I thank you that, you that you came to set the captives free. Lord, I thank you that you see the problem, which is captivity. Lord, but you don't, you don't focus on the captivity. You focus on the freedom that you're bringing. And so, Lord, we choose to receive what you're doing and to partner with you. And, Lord, we want, to, we want any captivity we have to be broken. We don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. We don't have time for even being devil-focused, God, but what we do have time for, Lord, is seeing souls that you died for to set free. And, and we have time for that, Lord. We have time to bring your freedom to people's lives, your wholeness. So, Lord, we partner with you in Jesus' name. I ask you to bless every one of us and just help us to continue um, upgrading our spirits, Lord, and just shifting that thing up to the next gear. We, we keep shifting to the next gear up. If, you, if you're thinking in terms of a five gear, like you're, we may top out soon, but I'm thinking more like a semi that has like 100, seems like they have like 100 gears. Lord, keep taking us to the next place, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I bless everybody. Just take us deeper into your heart. 
into your presence this week. In Jesus' name, amen. We're, we're going to have a ministry team up here. If anybody wants to receive prayer for anything, if you want breakthrough, they're going to pray solutions-focused prayers for you guys. You guys have a great day. We love you.